This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones, to the mysteries we will examine. As we begin the 21st century, it seems that our world is a well-understood place. But just below the veneer of perceived reality is another world. One where alien abductions, ghostly apparitions, shadowy conspiracies, and otherworldly creatures are commonplace. A world where the paranormal is normal, filled with events that defy rational explanation. It is a world of magic and mystery, a world of high strangeness. state of Michigan in the American Midwest. It's time for good beer, great friends, and pure 100% fun. This is Tavern Cast. Welcome back to the bar. Grab a beer and pull up a seat. This is Tavern Cast. I'm Bryce. I'm Bill. I'm Michelle. I'm Mike. Bill, you didn't you didn't like totally go crazy there and make yourself out to be Mike or me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all like cringing, waiting. I was for waiting. Like Bill he, to he didn't take the lead, so I didn't it was follow. Sort of shocking. Like we did it sort of normal. Be on the show. Take note. We've got a brand new number in the USA. Dial seven three four four one eight seven zero seven five. That's our new number. Wait, what's that number? What's that number? What's that what? number again? What? That Who? new number? What? what? Back it up and listen to it again. Thanks. But back back it up for us, Michelle. Internationally, catch us on Skype, username Taverncast, or send us an MP3 file at taverncast at taverncast.com. Only one rule, you send it or say it, and we will play it on the show. God, that's a shitty rule. (laughs) (laughs) And putting that number into great use are several of our fans who were asked the question, what do you think is going to happen on the 21st of December? running out. Hey guys, this is Omniac from the All Things Geek Podcast. Huge fan, so glad you're back. I've got one prediction. I don't think anything is going to happen December 21st except this. I think that somewhere around 7am, Bill Tickner will wake up screaming. Alright, thanks a lot guys. So do I think anything's going to happen on December 21st? Hopefully not. But it'd be interesting if something did happen. Kind of boring if nothing did. And a lot of people would be wrong, but it wouldn't be the first time, so you never really know. If something does happen, then... Well, then then we'll probably all be dead, really. And then what? It's the end of the world as we... Oh my god, it's got my leg. Oh god, it's got my leg! Oh my god! Oh my god! Hey, TZ crew. Matthew 24, verses 36. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. No one knows. Not the Mayans, not the Toltecs, not the Egyptians, not the 12 colonies of man from Battlestar Galactica. So, don't sweat it. See you on December 22nd.
Hey, Tavern Cast. I think that until 1221, everyone that is feasted upon oyster stuffing is going to end up being killed in a massive oyster rebellion. So, best of luck on that. I don't think anything will happen on 1221 because I think the Mayans are actually the world's most accomplished trolls. Doomsday is upon us. Benders, take it away. Our universe is doomed! Doomed! No! But in all seriousness, what will the people in England be doing on this supposedly perilous of times? Well... People will be running around shopping centres buying gifts. People will be working office jobs with bits of tinsel hanging from their computer screens. Old episodes of Blackadder, The Two Ronnies and the Antiques Roadshow specials will come f- zooming back to the television screens in holy flood. But will the British people be vexed? Uh, mm. I actually wonder how many people know of this doomsday thing, apart from, you know, the film 2012 and people spreading their thoughts. Personally, in England, you may have a few nuts running around London with billboards about our coming destruction, but until a single cup of mint in China, filled with the most jolliest of tea, spills a single drop that day due to some weird circumstance, I think it is safe to say the British people will just swan it off as another day, or until meteors start raining down upon our local Sainsbury's. Nope, I don't think anyone will budge. Hey, Tavern Cast, it's Blue Corn Chips from the farms. What do I think will happen on December 21st? Well, considering how that is my parents' 25th wedding anniversary, the world will most definitely end. I can only imagine what is going to happen in the wee wee hours of the morning as the world slowly devolves upon itself and zombies and whatever break out and the whole time they will be doing who knows what couples do on their 25th anniversaries. Not excited for that. I have now decided that I shall become king of the world on the 21st of December, if that's that actually got the date right. Probably not. Hey, Deverncast. This is Cameron from Texas, just calling in to give my thoughts about what's going to happen on December 21st. I think a genetic experiment by the military will go terribly wrong, and an army of murlocs is going to be unleashed upon an unsuspecting world, destroying everything in their path. But between now and then, keep up the great work, guys. Love the show. Thanks. This is Amy from Pennsylvania, and I think that the aliens that have been mutilating our cattle have been planning an attack, and 1221 is the day that they will have gathered enough cow parts to rain upon us before our pending doom. Until then, keep being awesome. Thanks for the show. You want to know what will happen on December 21st, 2012? I will tell you. On December 21st, 2012, Bryce Aside that researching the paranormal is just kind of silly, and it did that his favorite beer is Bud Light with lime. Eric will become zany and outgoing, changing his name to Picard Tiberius Spock and penning a Broadway musical based on the motion picture Star Trek Generations. Bill and Mike will decide the other is right simultaneously, reversing the polarity of the political spectrum and rendering them both mute. People will stop asking for pictures of Kern Gitter in various states of undress. Card will stop being such a noob, and Tavern Cast will become a regular weekly program 
about her quest. Prepare yourselves. And I would just like to say that Tavern Cast is so fierce. <laughs> okay, bye. Check us out online at www.taverncast.com. And now, here is your social media director, (laughs) Bill Tickner, to tell you more about social media and the newest, greatest version 50 of social media. Cutting edge information for the tech world from Bill Tickner. Hi, this is Infernal Bill. You may know us from such awesome social media networks as Facebook and Twitter and some of the other ones. I have no idea what they are. But forget about Twitter because no one ever uses that. It's so passe. No, Sorry. nobody. I mean, nobody. follow us on Twitter. But if you really want, we've got a super awesome Facebook Tavern Cash show on Facebook page. Facebook. I know nothing about. You know what Facebook. this is like? This is this is like somebody who knows nothing about a subject trying to talk about it like they know something. Okay, about so it. seriously, I'm not getting that at all. Like Facebook that at all. is now worth billions and billions of dollars, <laughs> but it's worth far less billions than it used to be. So we need to increase those billions by liking us on Facebook. If you do nothing else, we used to ask for your donations, not anymore. We used to ask for your feedback. I'm not going to ask for that. All I ask is for a simple like. Do it for us. Do it for yourself. Yeah, because- Do it for justice. Do it for the billions that need to be added back into Facebook. Because when you like us, it is a like for justice. Thank you. Dude, we are going to make so much money on Facebook. It's crazy. We're going to pass Those billions, it along million to dollars. You. We have an account. We were there before when IPO. That means we we're part right. of Every the Every time Facebook you network. like us, you get $5 back. So That's like right. us. That's right. Every on time. Facebook. You know, every time you will you will find a five dollar bill. We, How come I wasn't told about it? If you do it in the next ten minutes, bill. thirty of your friends get them to like us, and you will make a thousand dollars. That's amazing. See, this is what I'm hearing here is that Mike and Michelle understand the internet, but Bill is still like in 1965. <laughs> so for each new episode, if you want to find our new episodes on Facebook, go ahead, give us a comment, give us a shout out, but more importantly, give us a like. Thank huh? you. If you want to find our new episodes on Facebook, they're not on Facebook. <laughs> if you want to find our new episodes, find them where Bryce is about to tell you right now. But go and see our episodes on Facebook. That's right. Bill Sickner, our expert in social media. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome to Season 5, everybody. For the last couple of months, we've been running a listener survey. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. Um, it's on the webpage, it's in the forums, on the Facebook page, it's in the Twitter, in the Twitter. We'll put another, we'll put another, another link up there when we post God, God. That is a euphemism. That is awesome. In the Twitter. So let us know what you think about our show, your show, the fans' show. Was there an IPO on Taverncast I didn't know about? Because they just wanted Help to us craft season five, which is this season. <laughs> actually, we have gotten a lot of feedback back, and uh, it's, it's actually really helpful, and it's also incredibly consistent. The two themes are everybody likes the show, and, and, on, the, and, every, yeah, and on the dislike thing, everybody hates the fact that we are so erratic in how we come out. And you know what? Uh, you all are right, and we have been super erratic, so we're going to attempt to remedy that here in Season 5, and if we weren't ready to remedy it, we wouldn't have come back. So... 
Here is what we're going to do for all of season five, and you can take this to the bank. A new Tavern Cast will air on the first Friday of every month until June 2013, which will be the end of season five. We might release special episodes in between if we want to do that, and we'll let you know as that occurs. Or in the event the world ends on December 21st, this is the last show you'll ever hear. I, w- I was kind of hoping we get a Christmas show in first. Like, we go from this to, like, Happy Joy Joy. <laughs> Next up, our Christmas special. Ho, ho, ho. Now, from Survival comes an economical do-it-yourself fallout shelter. Civil defense approved and easy to assemble. Takes just a weekend. Get maximum protection from nuclear fallout for your family. See a survival shelter today. December 21st, 2012. Welcome to the last day on Earth. Tonight, because you demanded it, we return to high strangeness. This time, we take an in-depth look into the prophecies, hysteria, media reaction, and general lead-up to the end of 2012 and the fabled December 21st winter solstice date. Now just 21 days away. Are we all counting the hours or just spinning our wheels? That's tonight. But first... What are we drinking? You're sitting there, I know what you're thinking. You're asking yourself, what are we drinking at tonight? All right, yeah! Tonight, because the show is pretty much about the end of the world, we're drinking the beer that's pretty much the end of the world. It's Colt 45 Malt Liquor. There are two rules to remember if you want to have a good time. Rule number one, never run out of Colt 45. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. And not the good Billy D. Williams kind. Isn't it the same kind? No, that's got like mint. That's mint. Mint. Like mint. Mint. Yeah. He's got. It's got like menthol oh, yeah. or mint. That sounds so much better. Oh, right. Menthol. Oh, my <laughs> smooth. No, no, no. God. I'm serious. That's what he, he used to do the commercials for, like the mint Colt 45 <laughs> or whatever. Are you we have never. We have never yeah. had a beer. I think on purpose this bad. It's got soap in it. Look yeah, at it. Yeah, it's, it's like bubbling bu- up like soap. I so, <laughs> so I know that a couple of us have some interesting stories about how difficult it was even to acquire this beer. So I've got one. Bill, you go first, though. No, well, I went into the local liquor store. My family was waiting in the car. I said, you guys, hang on just a second. I gotta go get... I'm sorry. I, I got to get my bag situated around my bottle here. <laughs> didn't, mean, didn't mean to interrupt. Didn't mean to interrupt this particular... Oh, I, I was looking... Trying to find it, and so the uh, I had to ask the guy where one was. He pointed it out to me, and he said, "Oh, this is what you're looking for. You drink one of those, it'll get it done." I'm like, "No, no." I go, "No, I'm actually recording a show. It's a podcast, really, sir. It, you know, no excuses. It's fine. You can just go ahead." I, w- I felt like you know an alcoholic ordering this thing. It was terrible. Before I go into um, my store here, let me just explain what malt liquor is in case anybody has any questions. Um, actually, Colt 45 is a style called American malt liquor. It basically it uses excessive amounts of like corn, rice, and sugar. So it's basically just crap and sugar. Almost no hops at all are used to to balance it out. And so it's got really high alcohol content compared to regular beer. 
And it's horrible. It's made by Pabst Brewing Company. It's considered in a bag. And it packs a bunch. Yes. And this is the this is the drink that you pour out for your dead homie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So here's my story. I went to this is the only beer outside of an incredibly rare beer that, you know, like you go searching for some like thirteen dollar bottle of like rare whatever from Rogue and you're searching around at multiple liquor stores trying to find it. I went to four liquor stores trying to find this tonight. And on the fourth one, after I had cleared through the first three, I had to go into a slightly shady neighborhood on purpose seeing well they must have Colt 45 there I was right I found the Colt 45 when I bring it up to the counter I set it down and the gentleman at the counter <clears throat> looks at me he looks down at the bottle and he goes I <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this is really a horrible smelling beer and I haven't even tasted it I haven't even it, opened so mine should I open it up <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got it in a bag? You should properly have it in a bag. Do you guys know the story on why liquor is served and drunk out of bags? And these are 40, this is a 40 ounce bottle, right, too. Four, right. Yeah. Do you guys know that story? No. So basically, it's a loophole. You're not allowed to have open right. liquor out on the corner. Yep. But if it's in a bag, nobody knows. Yep. So you'd serve it in a bag, and then you can walk home and drink it. Yeah, but everybody knows what you're drinking. Doesn't matter. But it's still not open intox. So you still can't no. get a get a ticket for open intox that way. No. I like how you use the open intox in the open intoxication. Intox. Well, Bill, you didn't know me back in the day. And that is, you've got the lingo down. How you doing? This this does. Oh my God, this does look like it has soap in it. Cheers. Yes, cheers. cheers. Mm. All right, now be honest. Now it's not that. It's not that bad. It's not bad, bad, but it tastes like Budweiser to me. If you have something that is higher percentage than what beer allows, it's automatically malt. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It falls into that catch-all category. (laughs) That's why I say they get this because it's cheap and it messes you up. Is it the worst beer we've ever had on the show, Um, in your opinion? No. Nothing holds a candle to smoke beer. I know I'm going to get booed out for that, but nothing holds a candle to smoke beer. Smoke beer was good. I kind of turned on smoke beer. That that was so bad, it turned good on me. I like the whiskey beer, but you guys all hate it. I like smoke beer. All right, so what do we rate out of uh, 10 stars, Colt 45 malt liquor? Liquor? I don't even know. Oh, no, you did. Never do a tower. (laughs) (laughs) It is, uh, I'll give it, I'll give it. I'll give it a six for efficiency, <laughs> but, a, but a five for flavor. And you give it a five? Five, really? Yeah, I give it a five. It's malty. It's not hoppy. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I could drink this in college, right? I mean, you're in college. You're just sort of sitting around with a bunch of guys. You're eating beer and you're going to a frat party or something. I could definitely <laughs> see. Beer. No, this is very drinkable. Right. It's not very expensive. It it will get the job done. <laughs> I think it's about as good as Budweiser, so I'd give it a five. Mm. I wouldn't give it a five. I'd give it like a two. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a two right Wait. above the smoke beer, which get, definitely gets like a half star. But you're on crack. Your mom's on crack. Oh, oh. <laughs> I've spun up some Billy D. Williams on YouTube. Yeah? Yeah, the Colt 45 did commercial you, with Billy D. Williams. Did you find the, the, the mint one? I think you're on crack with no, this mint. I'm telling you, dude. They didn't make mint they malt did. liquor. They did. Mint. They did. Mint. Do a search right now. I'm going to go get some mint extract and dump it into this. Only two rules when you're trying to have a good time. That's what I'm talking about right there. Number one, never run out of Colt 45. Number two, never forget rule number one. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) D. Williams talks about Colt 45. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Colt 45 on hand? You never know when friends might show up. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. 
why take chances? The power of Colt 45. <laughs> Bryce did not believe me there was a... Look at it. Look at it. Well, here it is. Here is Colt 45 makers experimented briefly with a mint flavored derivative marketed under the name Cool, cool Colt. Yep. Shut in the, up. In the early 1990s, yep. available in limited quantities, it was largely met with puzzlement from local cu customers. <laughs> While it was in production, the slogan for Cool Colt was "Taste the Cool," and it was Billy D doing his thing. Hey, homie, you ready to taste the cool? Cause now this new Cool Colt, there's all the smoothness, all the bold flavor you can expect from Colt 45. So taste the cool, homie. New cool coat. Peace. Since we're going with the theme of the end of the world, if you guys had to choose one final drink that wasn't Colt 45, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Would what would it be? What beer, spirit, or wine is your ultimate all time favorite? Hmm. I'm going to go. Beer, I'm going to go quality good scotch, Glenfiddich 18. Or more. Neat or with Neat. ice? One ice cube. Okay, one, that's one fair. That's a good choice. Mm -hmm. Bill? Well, <clears throat> you know, I think Glenfiddich is a good is a good choice as well. And I would I would have chosen a scotch, but I just don't know scotch as well as... I'm still... As well as social yeah, media? as well as social media, exactly. <laughs> so while I appreciate it, I just don't know it. So I have to go with something that sort of brings me back. And that's got to be a Boston cooler. So a Boston isn't that a kids yeah. drink? Isn't it an ice cream mm -hmm. drink? But it just remind. I said alcohol, Bill. This is tavern this cast, is not school oh. cast. Oh well, Boston cooler with brandy. Then add a little brandy into it. And there you go. Takes me back. That's acceptable. You're such a Boy Scout. <laughs> ah, I I really enjoy uh, Shirley Temple from time to, but only in moderation. I don't really like to exceed my Shirley Temple limit when I go out for a juicy chicken. Actually, day. Shirley Temples are only for girls. The boys have Red Vikings. That's what they're called. Oh, I never knew that. That's new. Yeah, I never heard that no. Before. That's, uh, That's right, always, the boys have the always Red boys Vikings. Get, the boys get the Red Vikings, the girls get the Shirley Temples. Yes, they do. <laughs> Is it basically the same drink? Yes, just it's just a different name, because, you know, boys don't want to drink Shirley Temple. I always did. What's the matter with me? Booyah. Well, yeah, yeah, well. Bill, <laughs> Boston Cooler? For, for real? real? That would, so, well, you know, so you don't have an alcoholic drink? No, not particularly. I mean, look, alcohol is nice, but I think that if, you, if it's the last drink on earth that you're ever going to have, it's got to be something meaningful. And I have fond memories of being in Michigan with my family and my grandmother and drinking... Ver they don't have Verners, like, all over the place. So it's really Verners. It, a Boston cooler, for those of you who are listening and don't know, is essentially Verners ginger ale and vanilla ice cream. And if you're going to go and it's going to be your last drink, what better to kind of look back on your life and fondly remember the good times than with a Boston Creamy cooler? Creamy Verners. Not, not, right on. not drinking scotch like a degenerate out at some home... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know who... Sorry, man. Michelle, <laughs> why? What? Like, if it, if you're about to get killed, wouldn't you want to be kind of numb? But see, the Boston cooler would take him back into his memory. He'd like slip into a, a happy hyperglycemic coma, remembering the the fun times of running up and down. And then get smashed in the face. Right. Good lord, you guys are all taking this too seriously. What freaking drink is like your favorite drink of all time? It's, it doesn't matter if you're gonna get killed or not. What would you say? Final the world? drink. The that's, final that's what drink. he wants. Is about leave him alone. He wants a Boston cooler. Let him I have want a Boston cooler. I'm not leaving him alone. He's letting me down. He's cooler. been on this show for how long? And his last drink is going to be a Boston cooler. In my day, we used to have Boston. I'm going to have freaking sweet animals. tea then. Oh, this is bullshit. I'm out of here. <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm out of here.
Guys, guys, can't we all just get along? Guys? Guys? Right, Michelle, what would you have? So there's a bar in Ann Arbor called Dominic's, and they make a sangria that will A, get you shit-faced, and B, is to die for. So if it were my last drink, I would get... They serve it in mason jars. It's Dominic Sangria. It's this beautiful, beautiful sangria with huge chunks of fresh fruit floating in it. I would get a giant mason jar of Dominic Sangria. You know, sangria. that's a... That's a- beautiful rendition but i think mike is here and wants to disagree I, with you <laughs> i just I, you know i hear I, I like dominic's but come on the sangria it's not to die for, it's not that good it is why what makes it that good it is it's, just, it's, it's I, so drinkable it's cold it's refreshing especially like on a, one of those 90 degree hotter than hell summer days in ann arbor like you go to art fair all day long dodge all the tourists and all you do is you walk over to dominic's and you sit down and you get a beautiful icy cold you realize it's just Mad Dog that they put in there and drop some fruit on That's it. That's fine. Right? It, it tastes fantastic. <laughs> you guys want a rap battle? Okay, freestyle and go. No, Michelle, no. you're up. No. no. Bryce, what would you drink? What would drink? you drink, Bryce? Can you guys believe it? I'm going to say wine. Uh, <coughs> snap into a Slim Jim wine. <laughs> You should be the last person who's giving me shit, ice cream boy. <laughs> Blow my nose up. At least I went for something meaningful. All right, tell us, what's the meaning behind your wine choice? I picked a Benissari Cellars Estate Sangiovese from 1999, and that's from a vineyard in Napa. And Sangiovese is like a really strong, uh, like super Tuscan kind of wine. What right? did you read, uh, read about this on the internet <laughs> today? I've had this wine. This is, one, this is my favorite hell? wine of all time. I don't know what happened it's to me, all right? my favorite wine of all time. In the Napa In my day, anyone had a son, we used to drown them before he grew to adulthood. You're all turning on me. This is like this is like everybody's just got PMS. We're all just bitchy. Fuck you, man. The rap battle has embittered everyone against everyone else, and even Eric has left the show. And that has been drink of the show. No, no. We are going to speak about something very serious. The calendar advances. Galactic forces move into alignment. The Mayan prophecy approaches. What will happen on that fateful day, the 21st of December, 2012? Their calendar was incredibly precise. More accurate even than our own. Its interlocking timescales of lunar, solar, and planetary cycles could accurately predict a solar eclipse thousands of years into the future. The cycle we're living in will end December 21st, 2012. The Hopi speak of trees dying and dramatic changes in the weather that will bring in the great day of purification. Nostradamus speaks of the dead rising from their grave. And Prophet Mother Shipton warns, Storms shall rage and oceans roar. Old worlds shall die and new be born. And we have in 2012 coming, as, as I've said, this climax of solar activity which can stimulate such things as volcanic and perhaps supervolcano eruptions. Are there any real threats in 2012, like maybe a large meteorite that you know of? Not at all. In fact, we believe that 2012 will be like 2013, like 2009. There is no threat to Earth in 2012. But I think that it is curious that 5,000 years later, we as people are living through another abrupt climate change. It will be very, very hard to survive this. 
because all the volcanoes that will go off, they will give a cloud of dust around the Earth. And that will stay there for at least 30 to 40 years. Modern astronomers concur with the ancient Mayans. On December 21st, 2012, the Earth will be in exact alignment with the Sun and the center of the Milky Way galaxy. A galactic event that takes place only once every 25,800 years. No one knows what effect this extraordinary alignment will have on the Earth, but the Mayans believed it would be dire. Are these the ominous signs that Armageddon could be upon us? What if the Mayans are right? We would expect an absolutely spectacular catastrophe. It would affect every single person on every continent. Did the Mayans record the 21st of December, 2012, as our last day? We've talked about 2012 before, uh, back in 2010. Our last show? show with the... No, the My- when we had the Mayan Black Lager. You remember that show? And then we did the whole apocalyptic role-playing thing that Mike was not invited to. I know. To. I wish I was there. That was, that was, nope, that was, that was actually, when Bill Eric, wasn't there Eric either. kept shooting me. Is that right? Wait, were you there, Bill? You were on the show? The, yeah. Didn't you have sort of the... Uh, th- this is the one where you have the you- um, hypothetical situation where we're running around from... Yeah, the, yeah, role-playing. the role-playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I and I know Michelle Eric was there. kept shooting Derek. Uh, I think Eric was... Trying to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, we've talked about uh, the whole 2012. I, I don't know if you call it a phenomena, but it's like a it's like a cultural trope now. But we've talked about that in previous uh, uh, shows, and we've talked about various other sort of end of the worldy things in previous episodes of Taverncast. But as the excitement and fear and hysteria and media reaction and all that good stuff with the end of 2012 grows, we thought it was time to sort of comprehensively revisit the subject. And what better way to do that than on a high strangeness show where we can kind of comfortably dedicate a whole show to covering all of the things that go along with this. So the uh, the 2012 doomsday concerns are centered around the end of the Mayan long count calendar, as we've told you in the past. And that's set to occur on winter solstice, uh, which is December 21st of this year. And it's more than just the Mayan calendar that seems to indicate that the time period we're in is the time period of whatever's supposed to happen. In many ways, the 2012 hysteria is like the master theory of several hundred conspiracy theories, actually. It brings them all together. There's a lot of people just clinging to this, basically putting all these different disparate ideas together and saying it must all be because the end of the world is coming in 2012, and that's why these things are happening. Well, I, I for one, am glad that once we get past December 21st, 2012, that everybody will shut up about all, one way or another. I think, all these I think conspiracy a lot of people will. theorists will just... You know, go away. Clearly, they've clearly been debunked. They'll just go forward to whatever the next date is. Yeah, they'll just make up the next thing. It is actually kind of notable, though, how much is actually going on at the same time that all this is leading up. And that's, I think, one of the things that we're going to talk about is all the different things that are going on and whether or not we think they're, you know, legitimate or not. They are creepy, if, if nothing else. And I guess in the end, as a story goes, and that's what's kind of fun about all this kind of stuff. Did you actually? Did you guys ever watch um, In Search of when you were kids with Leonard Nimoy? I've seen shows on on the internet, but I don't think I ever watched it when it was on TV. Oh God, late seventies, dude, coming home. Uh, I always remember in Ann Arbor, it was like a Wednesday night thing. You'd come home after like I had swim practice, and Mom took took us out to McDonald's, and then we'd uh, we'd come home and watch uh, In Search mm-hmm. of, and it'd be some freaky episode about like UFOs or something. But you couldn't come up with a better story for an end-of-the-world movie than all the stuff that we're going to talk about tonight. So 
the amount of data on everything related to this subject is vast, so we're going to try to give you a Cliff Notes overview of all the stuff that's going on and then let you make up your mind yourself. Do any of you guys know anyone in your personal circles right now who's legitimately excited or like totally freaked out about this stuff? Mm-mm. No. No. No one. No. Not nope. a single person. There are so many more people worried about man-made Y2K. Yeah. Than yeah, the I agree. Mayan called end of the end of the world. And I think some of the reason that people aren't freaked out about this is because a lot of people went through the thing in 2000 and it turned out to be a bust. I think I think you it's think that's I think reason? that yeah, I, I don't think that's the reason why. I think a lot of people aren't freaked out about this because they're like, oh my god. It's I think bullshit. people were more worried about Nostradamus. Remember the whole Nostradamus thing? and you know. Yeah, but there was never a date with Nostradamus. There was a date. There was a whole... I remember... Well, then they just fished it out because he didn't say a date, no, did he? No, but there was the whole, like, you know, they fished... You're right. They fished out a date and tied it to Nostradamus, and then that got tons of press, and people got really freaked out about it, and then nothing happened, then... Everyone started looking at the Y2K. Y2K people were legitimately freaked out. Well, it was, I remember it was you a were provable problem. In fact, if you want to blame anybody for that Y2K thing several years ago, you, you can blame, blame Mike Monin because he was the guy who started it for me. What? For you? For me? Yeah. Really? You were actually. You were. My, yeah. You because it was back in the days. I worked at a tech company with Mike, and uh, uh, Mike was a coder. And I'm like, could this stuff really happen? Oh, and, and I, fucked, I was fucking with you. No, That's you were right. fucking with me. You were serious. You were like, no, I'm laying up guns. I'm laying I'm up laying food. Up gun. I didn't have any guns. I'm laying up women. I'm laying up everything in my bunker. <laughs> women. I mean, I got I, I got binders of women at home in my bunker. Of women. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's interesting though that nobody actually it hasn't hasn't heard anything from anybody because the the way sometimes you read these articles about this stuff, it seems like everybody's concerned that the world is going to end in 2012. And as we've told you in previous shows, that's not even what the Mayans say. So the right. only people saying the world is going to end are people who are interpreting things maybe from these events <coughs> that they're going to end. Y2K you know? was was a USA made problem. This is a foreign problem. We don't pay attention <laughs> to foreign problems. <laughs> <laughs> the Mayans, so whatever. Especially right. not in an election year. Mayans. We just don't care about They didn't even have a good education. <laughs> they don't even know what freedom and capitalism are. They're not even around anymore. They don't even Why do you think English. they died out? How smart could they be? <laughs> All right, so let's find out next what, what kinds of things are actually out there, and you'll be surprised to find out it's not just the Mayan prophecies. La profecía de los Mayas está... It is in the Maya prophecy. In the time of the 12 Baktum. That in the time of the 12 Baktum. 13 Ahau. And 13 Ahau. El regreso de los abuelos. It is the return of the ancestors. El retorno de los hombres sabios. It is the return of the men of wisdom. The Hopis uh, speak of the appearance of the blue star spirit, which will herald the appearance of the cataclysm. Nostradamus does mention in particular a, a, a very powerful eclipse of the sun that will be a marker point for major disasters to take place on a planetary level. Our solar system is made up of 12 members and this is stated in the Sumerian text over and over and over again, not one time. And 10, not 9, but 10 planets. They called it Nibiru, and every 3,600 years it comes between Mars and Jupiter close to us. 
scientists say it may be a new planet on the edge of our solar system. It's called Tiki, named for an ancient Greek goddess. If it's real, Tiki's a supergiant, four times the size of Jupiter. There's a huge, hidden, heavenly body right here in our solar system. Evidence is mounting that either a brown dwarf star or a gas giant planet is lurking at the outermost reaches of our solar system. The Mayans were meticulous astronomers and record keepers. I discovered that on the vernal equinox, a great serpent descends from heaven to earth. The serpent is called in honor of the great Mayan god, Coco Khan. According to the Mayan Dresden Codices, he is said to return in the year 2012. In the Dresden Codex, what you have is a series of astronomical events that are predicted. It has the Venus cycles, it has lunar cycles, it has eclipse cycles, and then the last page of the Dresden Codex actually shows the destruction of the world via water. And so the Maya conceived of a doomsday scenario. Time evolves and comes to a place where it renews again. There is first a purification time then there's renewal time. We are getting very close to this time. The Mayan civilization existed from 600 to 900 AD. And they lived on the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. The, re the reason that they disappeared actually is kind of cool. They were the only, one of the only civilizations ever known to be completely vegetarian. However, when their vegetarian options cut out, what did they start doing? Nom 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 on your neighbor. They started eating their friends and neighbors and like babies and stuff for protein. And Wait, so they then they would throw vegetarian the sorry to cannibal. They went from vegetarian to cannibal. To, cannibal. Wow. to cannibalism as out of as a out of um, necessity. And so they started killing each other as a ritual sacrifice when their crops didn't produce enough. And then they would throw the bodies into their only source of fresh drinking water. So they poisoned themselves to death. They, uh, and we're following their lead and taking their instructions right. on when the world is going to end? Well, they were also master uh, astronomers, and everybody agrees on that. Yes. That oh, for, for an ancient race, they were uh, they were really master astronomers. Like, the, But were they, or were, was the spaceman who came down and gave them all the tips? <laughs> that, the, what's the, what's their, the, uh, their spaceman has a name, too. Yeah. His name was Kukulkan. Kukulkan, yeah. yeah. They made, they made a... Who was a snake. They made a, a giant... He was a guauld. No, he came out of a snake. He was a guauld who came out of this dude who came out of the spaceship and told them all how to live. Yep. No, it's true. It's true. So it's probably worth saying, though, too, that the, the Mayans prophesied that at the end of their long count calendar, Kukulkan, the sky Will god, return. the snake god, would return, and, and a new, the new age would start again, but that the god would come back. That was the, the prophecy. But there but wasn't not... a prophecy that, like, the world was going to, like, go up in flames. That no, that's exist. what everybody else is putting on it. And he's not a snake. He's not the snake god. They they yes. they gave him this. No, they gave him his head's coming out of a snake. But the the thought is okay. Obviously, that doesn't happen. Obviously, so maybe. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe duh. look at the contrails that come out of an airplane or come out of a rocket ship or whatever, mm. and it looks like a snake. The ancient and so alien theory. When he landed, he it, they were like, oh, he's a snake, and that's. Kind of how that all got started. A snake, a snake, oh, it's, it's a snake. snake. <laughs> badger, 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 badger. <laughs> I can't um, resist. The, uh, the cool thing about this, though, is that 
Bryce is writing that they were master astronomers, not master debaters. No. They had yeah. this beautiful temple that wasn't actually north, south, east, or west. They put it a little bit kind of cockeyed to the southeast so that in the Correct me if I'm wrong here, Bryce. The spring equinox and the fall equinox, the shadow would fall on the on the building just so, so that the shadow of the edges of the building would shine down on the steps like a snake. Yeah, it would coil across the steps. It was the coolest thing ever. And at a certain time of the day, the light would hit the staff and shoot down onto the map, and it would locate the exact location of the Ark of the Covenant! Music. That's perfect. <laughs> Mike just said, I like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Wrong movie, Mike. <laughs> I thought that was the staff. You oh, fail. No, oh, you fail. That's in here. <laughs> You're off the show there, Mike. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Off the show. Very epic. I love David Hasselhoff. <laughs> no, but the cool, wait, wait. So the cool thing about them being a... Being Somewhere out. Harrison Ford just That's turned over like in his Harrison coffin. <laughs> oh, wait. Let's do it. They were so awesome because they were able to look just purely through observation, just through observation, mm-hmm. and predict lunar cycles and predict weather. And they were able to even look at the Milky Way and tell that there was something in the middle of the Milky Way and see how predict the when the center of the Earth would become in the center of the Milky Way, which is going to be December 21st, directly in the center. What? How do they even know that's the center of the Milky Way? Like, I don't... I've never seen the Milky Way out there. Well, you, but you live you live so close to, to a big city, you can't see it. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking with me? No, I'm serious. You can... You no, know, seriously, when you when you get outside the city, far enough away where you there's see no the ambulance, you can see the arm of the no, Milky Way. Do. Absolutely yeah, you can. Really? No, yeah. yeah. It's called the is it the is it the Oort cloud? No, it's not. The, no, there's a name for it. It's the it's, Oort cloud is where the comets it's come the from. It's the something arm of the Milky Way. The it's not cloud. The, this is a wow thing. No, isn't no, no, it? no, no, it's no, totally no, no, true. No. The Oort. I think I'm wrong about the Oort cloud, but the Oort cloud is where comets come from. Comets tend to come out of the Oort cloud. Yes. But there's a there's a you can see the spiral arm of the Milky Way. Yeah. She's right about. You it. totally if can. If you get far enough out, you can totally see it. It goes across the whole sky. The next time you go up like to the UP or something, Mike, go check it out. It's really really cool. You need to be far away from a city though. Yeah, she's totally right. The densest cloud of stars run across that spiral arm too. Everything else is more spread out. Alright. Yeah, totally true. I love how Bill's not saying anything. Uh, because I live near a giant city, I've never seen the Oort Cloud of the Milky Way. It's not called the Oort Cloud. I was wrong about that. What's it called? I don't know. Oh, spiral you just said arm. Oort, Oort Cloud? Oort Cloud. You just made that up? Oort? No, I didn't make it no, up. It's, it's Oort? O-O-R-T, Oort. the Oort Cloud. Oort? It's out past the... Out I thought you said Oort Cloud. I thought you were reaching... I thought you were throwing a bone to the gamers. Oort Cloud. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothesized spherical cloud of comets, which may roughly 50,000 AU or whatever from Earth. F*** off. <laughs> What's an AU? Two, you don't know unit. what an AU is? It's 200,000 miles. It's the distance from the Earth to the Sun. Holy I love how you guys are just like, you don't know this! Actually, no. Is that right? Is bunch of no, it's 100,000 no, miles. It's an astronomical <laughs> look, look, you guys. All I know is Obama is the man. From the Earth and you guys, and Obama, whatever Obama says, I'm going to go totally vote for, okay? Because you guys can sit there and say whatever you want about your AU and your wow stuff. What's an AU? Look, What's a I don't galaxy? Know about no AU. I just know how to get a free iPhone, okay? That's all I know about getting. Galaxies, Milky Way. We're not even in a galaxy, okay? This is Snickers, not the <laughs> <laughs> <This is> Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Three Musketeers. Oh yeah! <laughs> Snap into a candy bar. <laughs> 
The Mayans thought there were five cycles of life. This is this was the thing that got me was that they said the fifth cycle was when they made man like today because the gods wanted someone who reveres them. And that sounds an awful lot like the Christian God who wanted to make man in his image to have for his creation. So it's kind of some parallels there, you know? There are a ton of parallels I know. Between, between all of these ancient writing stories and prophecies and many other religions. I in fact, know. most all of the religions are related in some respect outside of a very few. I know. Yeah, and Kukulkan, the serpent god, has very large similarities to the Christian Satan or the Islamic. Uh, what's I his name? Arimon. Oh, sorry. He was, no, he was he was revered. Well, sure, he was revered, but he has similarities to Satan mm-hmm. in the sense that. Well, well, what Satan was here to do was mislead, mislead, yep. teach us to do, you know, to fight and get intelligence and all kinds of stuff. He wasn't here just to like kill everybody. Right. I thought that was Prometheus. No, Prometheus is based on Satan, too, or the other way around, if you want to believe it that way. So in addition to the knowledge about the five different cycles that the the Mayans believe the way that the Earth was created, they also made something called the Dresden Codex, which is a like a giant piece of... It's a book. Yeah. It's, Essentially. It's, it talks about agriculture, talks about farming, talks about society, but at the very end of it, talks about the destruction of the world by the celestial crocodile. I don't know why it's a crocodile, but it, it there's lots of water and things like that. The way that the people have deciphered it it's been like the world will end as a result of a climate event a climate a climate change and so that's where there have been theories about pole shifting about climate about current climate change pole shifting and things like that that they think actually point to or correlate with the current coming up date in December, which is actually pretty cool if you think about it. You think about receding glaciers, if you think about how the Earth is getting warmer, if you think about how uh, they've done studies about pole shifting in the past and about how the, was it the North Pole used to be in the mid-Pacific? So, like, all those different things all point towards the rest of the data they've got going towards the end of December, which is, it's kind of cool, actually. Well, here's the interesting thing, though. Everybody, everybody at least associates all of this 2012 stuff with the Mayans. We're not going to go through everybody's individual prophecies and astronomical writings and things like that, but they're all very, very similar. So the Mayans have this stuff. The Aztecs, not surprisingly, have similar stories and, and histories and prophecies. The Hopi Indians of the Americas have very similar prophecies. The Egyptians have some pretty interesting stuff pointing towards this. Uh, the Mesopotamians, the Sumerians, and so on and so forth. So... Mike, you've seen, we watched uh, some stuff about the Egyptians and the fact that they had some just some crazy coincidences with all the world's ancient science lining up and the way the pyramids were constructed and this whole idea that they were like perhaps maybe looking forward to our general time period for some reason. They don't know why, but it's for some reason. The pyramid stuff was interesting and what it boiled down to is that, oh, the the main pyramids and then the, the other pyramids that were near it or whatever were acting as... Like, the, a clock. like a clock, like a solar clock of some kind. We can put the links to some of the YouTube clips or whatever up, up on the show description. It was, I mean, it was fascinating. And, and what I found even more fascinating as, as an engineer, it's like when I went to Hoover Dam and it was just an incredible engineering feat. But this happened 2,000 years ago and, and you start looking at how they did this, how they brought this rock 500 miles away and how they made each piece symmetrical across the hallway from each other using little stones to like carve all this out in the time frame that supposedly it all happened 
I the mean, thing that I think is really amazing about this is that we don't ascribe that kind of intelligence to past civilizations because they're behind us or they're extinct now. Correct. Why wouldn't they be able to do these kinds of things? Why wouldn't they be able to make batteries or make computers or move giant pieces of architecture like you're talking about? Well, because they didn't, near as we can tell. Yeah, but, but here's, here's the thing, though. Every ancient civilization in the world has a record of a cataclysm that happened in the past either the Great Flood, the Sumerians call it the Flood. It's pretty crazy that all of the ancient civilizations say exactly the same thing, that something bad happened. And my hypothesis, not based on much on much uh, truth, that if there had been a previous civilization, and I'm not even saying or trying to say that I think that that civilization may have been like somebody like us with, you know, plastics and airplanes and whatever. In fact, it wouldn't be anything like ours because they would have been different than us. But how hard is it to believe that there was a civilization and that they knew how to do certain things in different ways than how we do them today? Not necessarily better, but they might have been better. What if they knew how to use light uh, like lasers or sound in a way to move things or cut things or something like that that just they came up with because they they thought of things differently than how we did. And that all got wiped out. my, My problem with that is we didn't have a cataclysm. We didn't have something that, that... How do we know that? We don't know that. Because... We haven't had we one have yet. Ar- 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 we have archaeological records and stuff. Like that we- show evidences of a cataclysm all throughout the fossil record. After all the th- Egyptians and stuff? No, not after. No, okay. no, but, so, that, no, like, but that's my point. If the Egyptians could do all this crazy stuff, why don't we because have records of it Because it wasn't the Egyptians who did it. Because it wasn't the Egyptians well, who, who did it. it was the even aliens. the Egyptians, even in that movie, they said the Egyptians wrote about... They weren't the ones who built it. Right. We don't know what they're saying... But there's no record in there that shows how they built it. But there's, we know we, that it happened at the same time. The, uh, what happened at the same time? The, the, we know when the pyramids happened. No, we don't. We I guess. thought we had them dated. Oh, sure. We're dating it by our understanding of it, but we don't know exactly when it happened. The construction company dating... that built them went out of business, and we just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's my point. Is like, if, if it We was, don't know as if, much even as Even if it wasn't the Egyptians themselves... It was. We know the approximate time, which was when the Egyptians were there. Based on what? Carbon dating and stuff which like that. Which has been proven over and over again to have issues. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's false. It has issues. And that's my point. We don't know. And, and I mean, like, every time you see these experts talk about this kind of stuff, it's all every time they see something from the ancient past, no matter what it is, it could look like a freaking cog, and they're like, this was a ceremonial bowl used for religious purposes. Everything is like something yeah, they're doing all, for their gods. And I'm well, like, come on. Like, in that video, like yeah. they said, we have all these bowls and stuff. We haven't even started to try to figure out what they all are. We're just collecting them all and cataloging. But most of these guys, the, the curators in museums, this is a bowl. Yeah. This is a doodad. Right. This, they're, they're this is a ceremonial scepter for Ra the sun right. god. Yeah, they but you know what the they're not finding, though? Right. They're not finding, like, metal alloys. But maybe they didn't right. work in metal. Well, but maybe they... Yeah, but they had to work in something other than crystal, I would imagine. That why, didn't, why not? Like, is it possible that they could have had technology that completely evaporated from the four corner from the four corners of right. the earth? That's yes. Is it also possible, they, in the same likelihood, that they had magic and fairies? Absolutely. They had magical no, it's, powers no, far that no longer are relevant because of the cataclysm. No, it's far What's highly, the, why it's is far that, higher. Why likelihood. is one more likely than the other? It's far higher likelihood that there was stuff that wasn't there. Have you ever watched like any of those shows on National Geographic where it's like the, the life after people? Like, yeah. There's a book called Life After yeah. People. But the stuff doesn't like disintegrate and it doesn't, disappear. There's no evidence. There's no evidence that they had any Actually, kind of advanced like within, tech. Within there's no like evidence that they had any. years, there's nothing left. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not willing to to surmise that the whole field of archaeology is bullshit. I mean, there's a reason why. I don't people think that's what you're saying, though. 
No, but but essentially the argument here that we're saying is, oh, they could have had some crazy technology that disappeared from the four corners of the earth, just poof, and but, we wouldn't but there find are, but, it. But the, but the argument for though, Mike, I think, is that there is e- the evidence of their technology isn't the technology itself; it's the results. Right, like you look at the things like the pyramids that couldn't have been created by the technology they had we, on hand. Or we can't even we create them today. On hand. Right, we, we can't even so make this, them today. So it's potentially right. there. It, so it's possible that there was some advanced tech. We see the results of their advanced technology, but we don't see the tools of that. Advanced yeah, see, and I'm not willing, like some people are, to shortchange our ancestors' abilities and say that all this stuff had to be done by aliens because it's outside of our ability to understand how they could have done it. But I think how, that they could have done it. They just approached things differently than we did. But there would have been some evidence of that knowledge changing hands over the eons. Not unless there was a catastrophe. And that's Maybe. that's exactly what people like Plato say in his philosophy. But even if there was a catastrophe, there'd be some evidence somewhere. No, not necessarily. Look what not we've lost. Plato said the same thing. He talked about the people who were still alive that had like second or third hand remembrances of the catastrophe. He talked about Atlantis. He talked about the cataclysm, so on and so forth. So much of that stuff, though, was lost. Like the, the libraries of Alexandria burned down, right? They or they were destroyed by, I think, But that's uh, fine, Alexander but we still had evidence. We had, had some Something we had but, something that we could refer, but even if it's even if it's not physical evidence, we had a story from three generations later who the guy who still knew it. We have you know? stories, but I'm one of those guys that believes that these stories that everybody assigns to myth may not actually be myth. They may have turned more legendary as time has gone on because that's what happens to stories. But every story that's out there, the fact that they're so similar, similar and, yeah. and they echo other cultures' stories tells me that at the core of it, somewhere, there's truth in that story. Or that this is how the human brain works and we go towards those types of stories. No, but you can't have... But the similarities are too much, I though, just, Mike. I mean, you've got, you got people that are talking about the same kinds of stories that are in the Bible, that are in the Quran, that are in the I Ching, that are... Depicted yeah, in other places. Have, there, are convergent, there are convergent civilizations, though. You have civilizations that have never met each other ever or have never interacted, and you see similarities in human society, right? Like you have the family structure, you have basic tools, you have things that are just sort of, I don't want to say intuitive, but I mean, there certainly are studies that are done on, on, that, on those kinds of yeah, societies. But, but, but you're, you're making an assumption com- again, though, that, that everybody just sort of popped up at different places around the world. Right, that they didn't come no. from some central source. No, no, I'm just talking about. Is it well? We're we're drawing a conclusion that the similarities among these various cultures r- relates into a a truth in fact as opposed to a truth in um, human sensibilities. I think is what Mike is trying yeah, to argue. Exactly. That people, the way people think, they want to think of a higher power. They want to think of an end of the world. They want to think of you know certain um, truths that we accept as human beings or like to think about as human beings, and maybe those are the commonalities rather than the truth and fact of those commonalities. Would you say that right. these we hold these truths to be self-evident? <laughs> well, Abraham Lincoln would. I heard he kills vampires. So why do you think why do you think that that uh, that these ancient civilizations that at least I brought up earlier, the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Hopi, the Egyptians, the Mesopotamians, the Sumerians, and then we talk about some of the religious books like the Bible, the Quran, etc. and so forth, all seem to look forward as if they are looking more towards our time period than some time period in the past. I guess something like the Bible is harder to do that with, but the Mayans and the Aztecs and the Egyptians all definitely seem, in fact, they even set dates. But, but the, the, key, the key with this is that what do the dates have in common? What, 
And what were these civilizations good at? All these civilizations were excellent with astronomy and math. They excelled at astronomy, at astronomy and math. And a lot of the, the similarities between, as you said, the Hopi, the Chinese, and the Mayans, for just three, for example, are all focused on this, the changing in the star patterns, the changing in the, the, the um, location of the planets, and all that stuff. And this is a big convergence that's happening on the 21st. It's the first time that this alignment that's happening in 20,000 years only happens every 20,000 years. That's a huge date. This would not have happened during their life cycle. Well, so this but it's is a- interesting to me though that the Mayans developed the same thing. The Egyptians came up with roughly the same thing. They didn't come up with the 21st. Though. They came up with the general time period though. But that's, that's what I'm saying is that they all observed these that? are they all... They didn't list the actual date but they came up with the same general time frame. Right, though. they're all... Remember they said that the clock was in that general time frame. It was sometime between I think they said like 2009 and 2021 or something was when the time frame was. They're all observers. All right. They all learned this and... It was based on the stars. Right, and, and, and timekeeping. And that this was something that their civilization, civilizations evolved separately, but they all came well, to the what, same it, conclusion because it, it's all about math. Because math is so fucking awesome. But we're we're pretty good at math though now. How come nobody in the modern era has predicted the same thing? Because no uh, one in the modern era believes. went through whatever these people had knowledge of, and and we don't believe. Look, I listen to you guys the same way I listen to like. The you know the scientists who say oh there's no truth to any of this it's just these were primitive savages who believed in primitive sun gods and they didn't know anything if we discount them and everything that they say then we're, whatever they were trying to tell us we don't know no no we, no, we no, won't no. believe well, my, my point no, my point is you take out the sun god part of it. you're saying why aren't people today saying in 2055 no, what I'm saying is is that if it's all based on math and it's all, if they were super good at math I mean we're pretty good at math too I don't know if you, that we just landed that curiosity on Mars and that was pretty heavily math based assuming that we're just as good I'm not going to say we're better at math than they were but at least we're just as good particularly with supercomputers you think we'd be able to simulate similar results but but no one knows what the, but nobody knows what the results are that's the problem. No one knows what these people were trying to say is going to happen. They don't say. They say things like the god Kukulkan will come back. The god Quetzalcoatl will come back. The 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 Nibiru planet, the missing planet with the Anunnaki gods on it will come back. But isn't no, isn't no, okay. I understand no no boy wait wait wait. But the point is though is that on this date everybody sees this as a focal point. We're saying look, each culture has their own interpretation of what's going to happen on this date, mm-hmm. but they at least all point to this date. You know, the Mayans predicted it onto a day. The Egyptians predicted it to about 20-some-odd years or maybe 12 years. It, it seems like we should be able to at least verify that something's going to happen, whether it's Cuckoo Khan or whether it's, you how? know, Genghis how could Khan. We, how could we – well, okay, so – but that – let's do this. This brings us to our next segment because see, it does. See, nice, see. nice job, Bill. Thank you. Nice job. Well, um, wait, though. I want to say this. Well, wait. Let's see if we can work it. See if we you can work ruined it my awesome segue. Okay, go. The thing that tied all these things together was they're looking at the stars. Maybe that's all they had to look at. This was their science. This was the whole domain of their science was looking at stars and seeing where they went and seeing, clo- you know, basing clocks off it and stuff like that. And plus, you also still had travelers. You had people that moved around. There was the humans have always explored and moved around, and I don't believe for a minute there was not some, even if it was a single person so you're moving like between. The, so the Mayans sent ships out or whatever, and they ended up on Easter Island or something. Some right? dude went on a walk and ended up at Easter. I don't know, whatever. But he, somebody ended up in Egypt, you know, whatever. But 
if you narrow down the scope of what everybody can focus on, which is stars. Okay, we're going to look at stars because this is our science. This is all we got. Isn't it conceivable that if knowledge got transferred somewhere that they'd start putting meanings around all this stuff and it would become, okay, we're going to make calendars and we're going to look at look at how it changes. Okay, so we'll we'll map all that out and you well, know. Well, the only thing that I I the only thing I would say about it is mainline science does not agree with you. And you're saying something that's as speculative as what I'm saying, essentially, is that, you know, people... Honestly, I don't have a problem believing what you're saying. Somebody, you know, they over the years, they traveled, they saw the different, you know, they they interacted with other uh, cultures, and they spread their ideas to other cultures, and that's why you see the similarity to some extent. I mean, that makes sense to me. The problem is, is that, like, mainline science doesn't agree with that either. They're like, no way did they ever do this, they never traveled. They said they never... The only only one, not not in the old days, they they said the ancients never traveled. You're expecting... The scientists are expected to believe, then, that the Mayans traveled to, like, Easter Island. All it takes is one guy. One guy There's to... no way. To what, I, influence why the not? whole tribe? To, to actually be like, hey... Well, the odds are very... I mean, travel is yeah. very difficult, right? I mean, extremely... Of course, Just but, think about disease and the food. And you had to create... You had to have fruit, for God's sakes. I mean, it would take... People would get... <laughs> right? All but, I mean, of, it, could, it could... I don't happen. know. It, it just seems, happen, it seems reasonable to think that... Someone would have done it, even if it wasn't a, certainly not a common thing. Like, but even so, who builds these artifacts aligned with the stars? Spends God knows how long putting them together, and the Egyptians do it, the Mayans do it, the Aztecs do it. They all do it in a such a way that you know they all sort of end up sort of predicting the same time frame and looking at the stars in the same way. Are you saying that essentially? They traveled around and imparted this knowledge, and then every culture is sort of doing the same thing on their own so, that way? So think about this. So think about this. If they did all that, right, and they went to all this work, and you assume that people are no different today than they were then, you still have guys that are thinking about their families and thinking about not going to work every day and thinking about calling in sick. Those guys were really, really nice to yeah. give us all that information back then. And why would they warn us so far beyond, so many generations beyond, you know, them and their progeny? It was why? just it was why just, would they care? It was just a byproduct of whatever, of the reason why they were doing all this in the first place. They were doing all this in the first place because timekeeping is important to know when to plant crops, to know when to pray to the gods yeah. appropriately, to know when the predicting floods are the coming. Predicting the end of the world well, far beyond planting crops. Well, I understand but that. They, but they, they aren't they, predicting the end of the world. That's the thing. That's what everybody's got wrong they're predicting not predicting the return the of cuckoo con of the gods this is something that uh, eric von donica the guy who wrote the the you know the ancient aliens tv show that was all based around a book by eric von donica called chariots of the gods chariots of the gods by eric von donica and his whole theory there was that all of these ancient sites are paying tribute to visitations by extraterrestrials in the ancient past who taught them a bunch of shit and promised to come back and told them when they were coming back now, whether you believe that or not, that's up to you. But one could say that that's what this is all about, too. Wouldn't that be that's cool? That's why the Nazca that lines true? are there. That's why the, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the, the crop circles and the stuff on the ice and all that crazy stuff. Yeah, but all the right, religions it, say the same thing. The Quran talks about the jinn. The Bible talks about the fallen angels coming down. There's a whole book that's not included in the Bible called... Uh, the Book of the Mormon. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. The Book of, the book of Jimmy. <laughs> no, I got it right behind me. I could... Enoch. The Book of Enoch, and the whole Book of Enoch talks about what the fallen angels did 
when they came down here. Satan and his guys, basically. And what it says that they did is what all of the ancient civilization stories say. They came down here, they mated with our women to make hybrid offsprings yes. that turned into, like, you know, the Greek god myths, the minotaurs, the, you know, whatever. And they, they conducted genetic experiments, basically. And they anal taught coring. us stuff. They taught us uh, technology. And, they taught and us... we're back to anal coring. <laughs> Well, but that's that's part of see that's the thing though about twenty twelve is that it it is what I said before it's like the master key of a bunch of different theories. It starts connecting a lot of things together, which is what makes it so interesting. It's not just you know the twenty first is going to show up and like an alarm bell is going to go off and the planet's going to explode. Nobody says that. No, the poles are going to change. Well, no, but but we don't know that. We don't well, know what they're know, saying. But that's, but that's almost thing. my point is that these are just stories. So why are we why are we are giving any? That's are that's they? what my assertion would be. There's no proof that they're not. And so why are we giving them all this credence of saying okay, fine? So they they came up with these stories that as humans are apt to do, but they all match. More or less, they all say they all like tell I the said, same Like I said, if tale. the domain of what you can make a story about is small enough, yeah, it's conceivable to me that they could match in some respects. Now that you, that whole Egyptian thing that I watched and everything, yeah, it was a little freaky. I don't know, maybe it's true, but right now I got nothing else to believe other than well, let's see what happens. And until I see aliens coming out from space, I'm gonna kind of be like, come on, give me a break. See, and I'm more moved by, I think. Well, from what I, from what I think, what I'm hearing Michelle saying is that it's it's, it's the way too much of a coincidence yeah. to me to look at all of these things and say I don't know what it means, but it certainly seems like there's something more there than just to turn your way ahead and it's like ah, it's but, fucking but, crazy ancients. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, you know, I I hear what you guys are saying. I just I don't know. Maybe I'm. I haven't seen any any real proof, and so it's kind of hard to to put all that in you know into play and say that's what's happening. I See, to know. me, I feel like there is. Proof. It just depends on how you want to define proof. If you're looking, yeah. you know, like the scientific method that can be examined, well, no, there's no proof. Sure, but, hindsight 2020 type proof, maybe, yeah, but yeah. but there's nothing there's nothing forward looking that says, oh, that's what's going on. I think it's know? just the coincidence of all the data together. For me, it doesn't it isn't necessarily proof, but it's it's the insinuation that all of the stuff is gonna wind together in the same manner that seems what it, more plausible. What it does to me. is the coincidences lend credibility to the hypothesis, right? And you're pointing to these coincidences that you know on, on December 21st something big is going to happen, and then you look at the coincidences of all these divergent cultures pointing to the exact same date or, or roughly the same date, and you're sort of saying, well, you know, maybe there, there really isn't exactly proof. But it does, the, the coincidences are sort of uncanny, and it lends a certain amount of credibility that you sort of say, hey, that's... So it, let's it, see what happens. Well, let, let's take a look at some of the other things that are going on that are odd right now, that don't have anything to do with the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Mesopotamians, so on and so forth. But when we talk about these things, then look at the whole past prophecies and see, see if you think the same thing.
you guys have to tell me whether you're not you think that this all of this going on at the same time is a coincidence or not what whether these things is this just the way the world always goes or is this stuff actually something that's happening so i'm just going to give you a handful of things that are true things that are going on okay one of them is nasa's warning about a high solar maximum for 2012, 2013. Not unusual. It's, it's, the thing is, is, none of these things are unusual in and of themselves. It's just okay, the, the frequency la- with which they're happening. Correct. The last big solar maximum was observed about 11 or 12 years ago. They go every 11 or 12 years. That's not a big deal. They said this one could be as big as the last real big one in 1859, which was really, really big, fried a bunch of telegraph lines, sent auroras down by the Caribbean, so on and so forth. Okay, and they know that if something like that happened now, it would be disastrous to us, power grids and satellites and the whole nine yards, okay? They said it's an unusual, unusually large one. The sun waking from a deep sleep. Increasing levels of solar activity and the solar flares from the consequent space storm could wreak complete havoc. In a new warning, NASA are telling us to prepare for a once-in-a-lifetime storm which could result in widespread blackouts and leave us without critical communication signals for considerable periods of time. The sun is bombarding Earth with radiation from the biggest solar storm in more than six years. The end of life as we know it. We're not talking about global warming. A brand new government study on the very real destructive threat of solar storms. The electric power grid would be wiped out by the current. Lights and computers, transportation, hospitals, all would go down. The study warns it would be a disaster, far worse than anything we have seen before. We're talking about the loss of all electricity and all satellite activity. We'd be thrown 100 years back into the past. In 1859, we had a humongous storm that wiped out telegraph poles, and we tried to then estimate what kind of power could do that. If something like the 1859 storm hit again, it would literally paralyze all the United States, not just for a day or an hour, but for months to years. But in 2012, we do expect perhaps, perhaps another big one. There are records about planetary pole shifts that occurred in the past, and in the past year or so, the pole has started wandering again south. In fact, such, to such an extent that they've had to repaint runways and things like that in certain southern states. Because have they really? The, yeah, they have. Look up Tampa Airport for a good example of that one. They've repainted the, stri- the whatever the numbering or the stripes on the runways because they've had to adjust for the drift in the magnetic that, pole. Th- no, no, if we're talking about polarization, I know actually something about this. Yeah, but, but, they, but for- they, every article I've read about this said that it was unusual. Like, it migrated really far, really fast. Okay. And this was mainstream news, so unless okay, okay. they're making it up or lying... No, no, but it does well, no, it does every wander. Year, yes, it this wanders is a massive consistently. amount in one year, I'm with you. Yeah, it wanders consistently. That That's known. They said it started shifting to the south quickly and weakening. The pole is weakening. The magnetic field is weakening, which is what happens in the geologic record right before a pole shift. Just when you thought there could not be more change going on in the world, Magnetic North is moving. Aviators know it has always moved, but not like this. It's just skipping along. Today, something very strange is going on with the Earth's magnetic field. Its strength is rapidly decreasing. But over the last few decades, it's been moving, and now it's moved all the way from northern Canada into northern Siberia. Uh, The magnetic field of the Earth uh, is in decline. 
Uh, so we are at the lowest point in planetary magnetics now that we have been uh, in, in the last 2,000 years. We've seen this happen at least 14 times in the last four and a half million years. And every time it happens, it, it precedes uh, uh, a flip, a 180-degree reversal of the magnetic field. The last reversal was, what, 780,000 years ago. Before that, there was one about 200,000. Before that, again, actually less than 200. So in a sense, we are a bit overdue for a reversal. But what happens when a pole shifts? I've heard earthquakes and I've heard a lot of happy. The magnetic, the magnetic yeah. field shift. I watched right. that video so. and the, the, the different the thing that I got when he went out into the Australian outback to check out the rocks that had done the pole shift was it, it seemed like there was this, a sudden change in the type of rock. But wouldn't you have that with just natural volcanic upheaval? And we're talking about Australia, which is in the ring of fire. So wouldn't you have that automatically? I don't know. And, and like I said, any one of these individual things sure. can be debated and discounted. And that, yeah. that, that's, that's my point on all this. But keep listening. Have you guys heard of the Svalbard Global Seed Vault? Yes. Okay, yes. that's where they're putting all the, storing all the seeds in the world and blah, blah, blah. One of the more positive things that's being done in case there is a series of global catastrophes in 2012 is the Doomsday Seed Vault which is an impenetrable vault that is storing seeds for us. It is supposedly immune to everything from supervolcanic eruption to nuclear explosion. Surrounded by miles and miles of icy wilderness, the Svalbard Global Seed Vault has been built to withstand nearly every catastrophe. Its precious contents, millions of seeds which could prove indispensable to our survival. One of the things about the vault they made a big deal about sealing it up before July of 2012. Okay? So it's sealed up right now. It, currently it's sealed up and not accepting new seeds. Random fact. Uh, there's a place called it, in Russia called the Yamantau Mountain Complex. It's one of the world's most gigantic underground complexes, and they've been in a rush to finish the thing before the end of 2012. Nobody really knows why. Even on the, <coughs> the sites that specialize in like defense stuff, they think it's some sort of underground nuclear bunker, and they're trying to figure out what the hell the Russians are wasting money on post-Cold War stuff for. Regardless, though, they're rushing to meet it before the end of the year. And then there's all the stuff about like our own government, practicing for civil disorder, that FEMA's been buying up MREs like crazy to the extent that food supply and storage companies are, are just out of that kind of stuff consistently. There's been bullet purchases in huge quantities from the Department of Homeland Security, so on and so forth. And these things are happening. They can all be discounted. These are all um, by I different it, government agencies. These aren't by just all right. one government agency. Yeah. Okay. I'm, you know, the military keeps practicing civil disorder stuff uh, over different cities, you know, landing helicopters and troops and running tanks through it. Look any of this stuff up. Look at troops in Kansas with heavy vehicles. Look at uh, tank movements on railways across the U.S. US, look up civil disorder uh, training over Los Angeles, over uh, Washington, over Chicago. These things are going on right now. Good evening. It's a military mission in North St. Louis. Heavily armored vehicles are rolling into town, and while they come in peace, there are all kinds of rumors about why they are here. It's like a scene out of an overseas military mission, but this is Coconut Grove. We saw like flashes and shooting, and they like the Black Hawk had like a, a Gatling gun in the front, and you could hear it open up and fire off. And 
Indeed, Rick, what we saw tonight is something you normally do not see over downtown Los Angeles and in the areas surrounding it. Special military operation forces in conjunction with the LAPD conducting some military maneuvers that had many people wondering what is going on. In a barely noticed development last week, the Army stationed an active unit inside the United States. The unit will serve as an on-call federal response for large-scale emergencies and disasters. It's being called the Consequence Management Response Force. It's the first time an active unit has been given a dedicated assignment to U.S. NORTHCOM to, to quote, provide command and control of Department of Defense homeland defense efforts. Fears that the U.S. military could be used as crowd control have grown over recent years. Experts say that the U.S. Army could increase its capacity to disperse riots, confiscate guns, or use deadly force against Americans in a situation of massive civil unrest. Attention, attention, attention. American forces are here to help. Remain calm. We will not tolerate civil disobedience. Three years, 20,000 more U.S. troops, but not to Iraq or Afghanistan. According to Pentagon officials, these men and women will be stationed inside of the U.S. Thousands of additional uniformed men and women, they'll serve as a response to a possible mass terror attack or civil unrest following an economic collapse. Well, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, along with the U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement Office, have placed a large and rather interesting order. They've ordered 450 million rounds of ammunition. This is not the Pentagon making the order for the military. It's DHS and ICE. And to give you a little perspective here, there are only about 311 million people living in the entire country. Uh, so it begs the question, why such a massive order, 450 million bullets? You know, what are they for? I don't know. Um, they obviously are spending money doing this for some reason. Further strangeness, there's a documented rise in high-magnitude earthquake activity worldwide since 2007. And this is a six-fold increase on the previous similar period from 1997 to 2007. And it's the largest a number of high-magnitude earthquakes in all history. Now, the seismograph sensing capabilities are higher now. So right. the total number of earthquakes are going to be higher right. in general. And they admit that. What they, what they do say, though, is that the high-magnitude earthquakes are up quite a bit, significantly. There's been a lot of shaking going on. 8.8 .8 in Chile, 7.0 in Japan, 6.4 in Taiwan, 6.5 in Sumatra. We've had this 9.1 and, and now 8.8. .8. I'm sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, I wouldn't be at all surprised if within a year or so we get another magnitude 9. From a series of powerful earthquakes sending shockwaves through Japan. That is the same area that was struck last year. There was a small tsunami in that area, and about three hours after that, another major earthquake. But we will see continent-shattering earthquakes. We're seeing now too many anomalies, especially on the New Madrid. The rest of the world is coming apart at the scene. That we must begin to accept the fact that we can expect magnitude 9, 10, or even 11 earthquakes, perhaps even back-to-back -back along the Pacific Rim in the period immediately ahead. Uh, we talked about storms. There is a significant and marked rise in the severity of storms worldwide. It's interesting. I watched the guys on, this is right after Hurricane uh, Sandy hit New York, and I watched a Nightline episode where uh, Brian, what's Williams. his name? Brian Williams uh, was 
talking to a bunch of people about Hurricane Sandy, meteorologists and scientists and whatever else. And what was interesting to me is that, like Brian Williams is asking, is this normal? Is this how this should, this happens all the time? It seems like every year we get another, you know, deadly superstorm. We get Frankenstorm every other year. It's worse and worse every year. And they said, yes, it is getting worse. Yes, we don't know why. Yes, and they either attribute it to global warming and that we need to do something about this or there is something going on here. This is the new norm. This time, it's about the summer of 2012 and the now official word that arrived today that the last month and the last year were the hottest ever recorded, hottest of all time since they started keeping records. And the news here appears to be we'd better get used to it. What does it all mean? We could be looking at a new normal. The, the long-term temperature trend across the U.S. is increasing. We've seen some pretty apocalyptic scenes. Uh, what is going on? Is there, is there a, a bigger picture in, involving the weather here, not just in America, but globally? Well, the elephant in the room is we drop the number of fatalities year after year dramatically with the advent of Doppler radar. But this year, boom, 480 plus uh, fatalities, the deadliest year since 1953. And for that, we really don't have much of an explanation. We must rethink and redesign for the long term because extreme weather, as we have learned, is the new normal. The grim joke now is that every couple of years we're getting storms and weather patterns that we call once-in-a-century disasters. Storms, droughts, heat waves and floods, they're all bound to get worse around the world. Is Sandy an anomaly or are we going to be looking forward to this kind of thing? The unprecedented is going to become the new normal. So you have that. You have a rise in inexplicable mass animal deaths worldwide since 2011 all of a sudden there's animals dropping dead everywhere i have a link here that for 2012 lists something like a thousand animal death reports all over the world in mass numbers like thousands of fish washing up and whales breaching and and birds falling out of the sky just like crazy a terrible mystery gripping the world right now birds fish and all kinds of creatures just dropping dead For the second year on New Year's Eve, birds are falling from the sky in Beebe. A mystery in Beebe, Arkansas. Birds falling dead from the sky on New Year's Eve for the second year in a row. No one knows how these dolphins died, but hundreds have been found on beaches in Chiclayo, Peru. At least 260 dolphins washed ashore across a roughly 60-mile stretch of beach. Everywhere you look, you see the carcass of a dead turtle. Small turtles, large turtles, dozens of them, dead and scattered along the banks of... The birds just started falling from the sky. This is really weird. Hundreds of birds literally just dropped from the sky and then landed on I-95, bringing traffic there to a crawl. But earlier today, a lot of confusion and concern when birds which were flying in the sky started to crash to the pavement. There were hundreds of them. Never ever in my life have I seen anything like this. Crazy. Totally crazy. Never seen. I, I travel this all the time. But I, I haven't heard of anything locally like that ever. Birds, fish, and all kinds of creatures just dropping dead. Couldn't figure out what the heck happened. Never seen anything like it. There are just so many things right now happening. 
wouldn't it go along the same lines as what the USGS said? Is it just the detection and the reporting is just much more accurate now than it was 20, even 30 years ago? It isn't just 20 or 30 years ago. It's like if you're talking about like the animal deaths, that just started uh, in late 2011. Right, but so you would think that if this was going on 10 years ago, they had the same detection capabilities. There's all kinds of stuff that's troubling. Um, at the end of the day, this stuff is still a problem. 2013 may come, and you may look at this sort of stuff, and you say, well, we, we, these weren't signs of the apocalypse, but these are still bad signs. I mean, all these things, increases in you know, earthquake activity, rises in storms, you know, somebody going out and killing all the birds and fish, God knows why, and all the bees. We need to realize that, that these things should be addressed one way or another, whether it's in, in connection with the end of the world at the end of 2012 or, uh, or beyond. Look, I, I remember I remember back in the 80s in, when I was living in Southern California, there was a major storm. Major storm. In my and there day. Was, I, I, remember seeing, I remember seeing somebody in a raft going down the street. And this is like in the, you know, must have been 1986. Or Were you high yeah. at the time? Yeah, but no, nobody's, nobody's saying that this hasn't happened before. No, no, but my, so my point that is That all these that, things haven't happened no, no, My point is, is that weather is scary. All weather is always scary. I mean, it's huge. It's powerful. There's nothing you can do about it. It destroys towns. It destroys cities. It destroys New York. I mean, if New York and New Jersey can't be immune to a hurricane, then really nothing can be immune. And so the power of storms and the increase in severity of storms is frightening. But is it... Is the severity of these storms greater now than it ever has been? Is it... In, is it or an uptick? Or are we just looking at this going, dude, I don't remember when there was a last giant hurricane that like wiped out Hackensack. So I'm saying, are you are you saying that the meteorologists and the climatologists and oceanographers and so on and so forth are saying that it, there's a rise in it and that's catalogable and you're saying that they're wrong? Their their data is not correct. I'm not I'm saying that I haven't heard Willard Scott come onto the Today show and basically say, "Well, you know, <laughs> Willard we're Scott is your authority for Well, it. whomever. I mean, you know, take your local weatherman that you that you listen to on a regular basis that's going to come in and say this is the new normal and, you know, we're going to be expecting these storms on a regular basis. I mean, I just heard four guys last night say that. Yeah, but that doesn't make on it ABC. a fact. I'm not, saying it it make, fa- I'm not saying it makes it fact. I'm there saying were more than you- four guys that were predicting global warming, not just... Is it an issue? I think it, it, it's certainly worth erring on the side of caution, which is the point that I was trying to make, is that there'd cer- there'd certainly, you know, do we do the right thing with respect to... You know, with respect to making sure that we're protecting the environment in, in all shapes and forms? Um, yeah, definitely. But is it a sign of the end times? I don't know. I I don't agree with that. Well, I don't I don't I don't necessarily agree with that either. And I hear I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I the, the the problem with the problem with a lot of this is that it's so that the some of the theories are so far out there that I think being accepted by the common um, common mainstream media or the average person who's watching television I think would be harder for them to accept. And I think that Bill's point about, you know, having Willard Scott come out and say, well, this is going to be blah, blah, blah. I think that'd be much more believable than, you know, data from a bunch what? of different scientists that people Willard aren't really going to believe. I mean, well, if, yeah. what, if Fox and Friends says it, it's good? I mean, I just, no, 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 The National Hurricane Center director and three other dudes that I can't remember where, where they were from, but I think one was from NASA talking to Brian Williams on Nightline and saying, yes, 
think this is the new normal. We can't account for this. That tells me these guys think this is messed up. I and regardless agree. of why global warming is happening, I mean, we debate that all night long. Do humans cause it? Do dolphins cause it? Do the aliens make it up? I don't know. I don't even care. But it's definitely happening. I agree. I'm what I'm. My point is, is that I think that there are there's a large percentage of Americans because the way that our culture is, is that if if their favorite person doesn't say it, it doesn't become you know commonplace. Then notwithstanding the fact that you just had Brian Williams and all these other people on on you know NBC News Nightly say that this is what was going on, unless it becomes common knowledge and something people joke about on the morning show. I mean, you and I believe this, Bryce, about people who just, you know, who just go blindly with the flow of whatever goes on, whatever's said and whatever is accepted. I mean, you know no, what I'm talking I, about. I, I know. I know what you're saying. And actually, I do agree with you. I, I see what you're saying here. I'm not saying that. So, it Bill, true. are you saying that that you, you wouldn't you don't believe any of this stuff unless it comes from like a pop culture figure? No, what I'm no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that I'm not hearing that the may it is generally accepted that this extreme weather is the new normal. What I'm saying is, is that if you get four people, you know, w- regardless of wherever they're from, particularly those that have a vested interest in dramatic weather and sensationalization, you know, I think there's got to be a real study. I think there's got to be real questions being asked. Um, you, you know, particularly with respect to the whole Al Gore hysteria of global warming and, oh, you know, hysteria. Dude, come on. Are you yeah, well, trying to bait us? Come on. Gonna, <laughs> no, but I, okay, so let's say you take it for fact that global warming is a real issue. Okay, that's fine. And wait, 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 wait. What? Do, do you, t- tell me, do you actually, think, in, do you actually think global warming is not happening? Is right. global... I'm not. I'm not asking you if man-made global warming. Is yeah, that's the question. I'm asking, do you think there is global warming happening? Because I agree. If you're going to say man-made is debatable, I agree with you. I actually am a far bigger believer that it's something solar or cyclical than I am that's that the man-made. Black rift. It's the black rift, right? Whatever. But I. I mean, that, I think that's up for debate. But do you actually debate that there's something going on? No. After all de- this time. No, I don't debate that the fact that there is there is an increase in the ocean's temperatures. If that's what we're talking about, is global warming. Well, it's more but than we're talking that, but what? It's more than just that, but sure. Is it is it giant super storms that are going to be hitting us every single year? No one knows, but that's the point. Yeah, but well, that's my point, though. Is that that's what the new normal is? If you're going, maybe maybe then we're talking about semantics. If we're talking about what the new normal is, in my mind, that means we're going to hit be hit with a global superstorm, or with a national superstorm, or even a, a regional superstorm once a year. We're going to have a hurricane Katrina. But the energy. I mean, a- so you say fine. The oceans are increasing or having increased temperatures, right. right? Okay, so. Increased temperatures translates directly to storm energy. Yeah, but maybe it'll decrease. I mean, do we know that it, how long is, is it? We haven't it seen any out? trend that suggests that it's going to decrease. Okay, but do me a favor, guys. Go, leave, leave global warming for a second. Global warming or the severe storms thing is one thing out of a dozen things. Now, Taverncast listeners, you guys have only heard a part of what we were going to talk about on the show tonight because otherwise we'd be talking about this for the next four hours. There's that many things on here we could have covered, okay? So out of the things that we did cover... Is it a coincidence that all of these things are going on? I know you can sit down and debate, well, there's so many earthquakes because of the seismographs, and and they're more plentiful, and that's why they're picking them up. And I know you can debate things about the storms, and I know you can debate things about the animal deaths and why they're happening. But when they're all happening together, I start connecting lines, and that's just how my, my brain works. And I understand that it's not scientific to do that, but... 
I'm a common sense kind of guy. And when I look at this kind of stuff going on and the government making these kinds of preparations and all these sort of interesting storm increases and animals dying off and everything else, and then I pay attention to the ancients that told us that something is going to happen around this time period, well, I mean, I start to wonder. See, that's the difference, I think, between you and I is that I, I'm a very big believer in coincidence and you that coincidence and is me. just the way that, that life works and that it isn't necessarily something we can explain. So, no, I think that that, I think, though, that coincidence with a background, a strong background in data and facts does have some validity. What? <laughs> That does not compute. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, what? Coincidence so, with some background so and data drunk. and facts sorry, has some I'm validity. I'm trying to make sense. It made sense when I said that. does not compute. The stuff might might be coincidental. It might have a pattern. You know, the bottom line is it's happening and we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> about as much information as we can possibly pack into two hours of Tavercast programming that tries to explain as much as we can about the ancient mysteries and the current stuff going on. I'm actually curious then, and let's see if uh, after this one, you know, we did this before too, we said, does everybody, does anybody think anything is actually going to happen on the 21st? And I think across the board, everybody was emphatic, no, nothing is going to happen at all. But I'm curious now, after you guys looking at some of this stuff and us talking about it, and talk a little bit, expound a little bit about why, uh, what do you actually think now? Make the hard call. Will anything happen on the 21st of December, 2012, or anytime soon after? No. Oh, God. And the reason is because every time anybody's ever given a date about anything, nothing's ever happened. It's always worked out to be bull****. So, like, I've got that hurdle to get over before I'm even concerned about this. When you say soon after, are you talking, like, the next week or the next ten years? Ten years is fine. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, tell, I'm asking you to tell me what you think. And I think you're being yeah. more specific. I think you're talking about the date. No, I'm saying both. Do you think do you think anything will happen on the 21st of December or in or in years. general within yes, within a certain time frame after? Do you think anything is going on at all? Just answer it that way. Do you think anything's going on? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Okay, well, let's expound that. So, okay. Mike, you say no I and no, no and no. I said no. Okay. So, uh, Michelle, not convinced, not sold. I not say yes. No. I say you know me. You know what I'm gonna say. You know I'm gonna say that all the all the all the signs point in the direction of something. I'm interested in the scientific data portion of it, and I want to see what happens. I don't know. I'm not gonna make any predictions. I'm not gonna, you know, jump off that deep that deep end. No, because if you did that, we'd have to like stop the show and find a new hostess because no one would take you seriously if you did that. <laughs> That's why I know that you really think something's going to happen on December twenty first, twenty three forty eight. Twenty three. Wait, can you spell that, that again, Michelle? Because it, it kind of was like, no, I, I don't think. Uh, well, I think it's coincidence that it's gonna happen. But you know what? In in the off <laughs> on the off chance that it does, then this is the very last tavern cast any of you ever listened to. Please donate all of your money to us. 
Because it's not going to be worth anything after the 21st. What are we going to do? Buy a couple cases of uh, Colt 45? Colt oh, 45, we're going to buy boss fucking coolers, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, Bill, you said yes. Why do you say yes. that and what defined or expand? Well, I mean, the question is, is anything actually happening? And I think that, yes, there are, there are things happening that are going on in the world that we need to take um, be prepared for. And, you know, if there is climate change that's going, if, if the things that are happening are just very minimalistically climate changes, I mean, we have to... Um, think about how we build our cities. We have to think about how our cities have been built over the last 200 years. I mean, you know, you look at the, you look at New Orleans and you think, is that, could that happen again? Has anything happened there? Are we, or are we just going to sort of sit and let that reoccur? Now, on a personal level, the question is, are, am, is anything necessarily going to happen in my lifetime? You know, I have, I have no idea. So, but this um, wasn't, the, this wasn't the question though. The question what is was, the question, the is question anything was, gonna on happen? anything going to happen on December twenty first or no, soon or after? Soon there, absolutely, something's going to happen. So, the, well, what, something always happens, but that's not like, is, are the polls going to? Ch- is something crazy oh. like large? You know, horrible. The polls going to change. No, that we're going to get lit up by gamma rays. For no, no, none of that. Okay, I, I predict none of that. No, so sorry. Then I misinterpreted. My answer then is no. We're not going to have crazy Armageddon. Michelle, do you, do you need to clarify then, or do you still stick to your guns? And do you think anything is actually going to happen on the twenty first or not? <laughs> I don't know. I think the data is pretty overwhelming. I think that it would be interesting to see what happens as time gets a little bit closer. Um, I actually put a lot of stock in this whole gamma rays thing. I know you're going to laugh no, at me, but no, we didn't even talk about. I know. Gamma rays. So like, well, we don't, I don't want to get too deep into that, but basically, the the that's a theory that's very fringe and basically deals with the uh, the photon belt of the the center, guess, of, the, the the center, galaxy of, the, center of the galaxy that's gonna yeah emit gamma rays or gamma radiation that's going to fry all life on Earth, isn't that it? Or actually, the New Age people believe that the gamma radiation is going to ascend everybody, and that's why we were joking about. That I don't. The last show I don't believe this. that. I believe that this that we're the, all going to become the Hulk. The temperatures, oh, yeah. the temperatures of a lot of the planets in the solar system have been rising. There actually was a documented storm on Saturn or Jupiter in the last six months that that was the ch- largest change in temperature from one from one end of the spectrum to the other that had ever been recorded. So change in temperatures on, on the Sun or on J- Jupiter. On Where did you say Jupiter or Saturn? I don't remember which one. I want to say it was Jupiter. It was in the last six months. So I, I don't think it's necessarily just a global issue. And I think that, that, I think that, the, the, oppor- that the possibility of that is much higher than people would give it credence for. Bryce, what do you think is going to happen? All right, I think you guys can probably guess what I think. Maybe, but (laughs) (laughs) Mike, guess what Bryce thinks. All right, here's my guess. I want Bryce. Yeah, you tell me. You tell me what I think. Bryce thinks this is a conspiracy put on by the people with the money in charge of the U.S. government, and different conspiracy. They have their own silo-based. They have their own silo-based condominiums. Keep going. And. Uh, we are all gonna die, and then they will rule the world as rich people. Do you know? Do you know what that really proves to me, Mike? What? It proves to me you're such a good friend, and you've been listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce, oh, what do you really think? Go team Bilderberg. What do you really think? <laughs> team Bilderberg, nice. Uh, no, I think uh, I don't think anything is gonna happen on the twenty first. 
I, I certifiably don't believe that. I don't. I, I think that's. I think that's right. I think it's date setting, and plus, which I think that there's a lot of data out there that says that they don't even know for sure if that's the right date based on the calendar. And the only person saying the December 21st or the winter solstice is the Aztecs and the Mayans. And like Mike said earlier, they were close to each other and, and they the, I Ching. the same idea. The I Ching says the same date. Yes, yeah, it's it does. The same date. Well, that's, which is that's why little, that freaks me a out a little bit. That's a, that's a bit odd then. So I don't know. It, it still doesn't really change my mind only because it's hard for me to believe that there's a date floating out there and all of a sudden we're going to wake up on that date and something, I don't know, horrendous is going to happen. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to, to, to believe in that. But I, I do, I do think and am troubled by to an extent the, what I, what I said before, the, the seemingly endless amount of coincidences between the ancient stories and the current events. And I think there is something going on. I'm, I'm ready to say that. And I wasn't ready to say that earlier this year. Now I'm starting to wonder, to be honest. So I don't know. I don't, I, do, I, do I know when it's going to happen? No. Do I know what's going to happen? No. But I, I think the thing that bothers me the most is all these ancient stories that say that it's not a disaster, it's the return of their god. And that makes me go, what does that even mean? So and what about all the civilizations that aren't even around anymore? I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. That's what we're the prophecies of these civiliz- civilizations that aren't even around anymore. What happens when their their gods come back and they're going to be like, uh, where'd my right. people go? You know, the most what common up, thing. Here's what here's what could happen. Oh, unless all the gods are the same guy. Here, here, here's what true. could happen that would not surprise me that much. And you guys are going to laugh at me right now. But we're doing a show on 2012. So go ahead, Mike. <laughs> here's, here's what could happen. <laughs> <laughs> UFOs show up on December 21st or nearby that. If that happens, I would just be like, oh, yeah, okay. It's funny that you, you say know? that, though, because I've said that a lot for a long time. I now, know. And a lot of people debate with me, though, that they say, no, no, what I'm saying is is that, that I say that if, the, if it really happened, if UFOs just showed up on TV tomorrow, a lot of people today we'll would be that, like, right. oh, I figured that would happen. Yeah. They would freak out a little, but they wouldn't like be panicking in the streets because it's been on TV forever that this could happen. If that does happen, that's going to suck, I'm guessing, because I think based around popular culture, we're all going to die if that happens. But, yeah, yeah. But, it's but, all uh, by design, baby. It's all I know, by design. But, but like, would it, would it, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't be like on the floor in a fetal position surprised. I will tell you that the thing that bothered me the most recently, and I think the final straw that changed my mind, was watching Brian Williams on Nightline and those guys, those scientists. That tell, bothered me. Tell me and about it bothered, that. I didn't it bothered see that. me. Well, I, to- I already told you about it. I said the it was the scientist, the meteorologist, and stuff that said. <laughs> I remember that, but there wasn't there wasn't the, a lot of detail and about it. When yeah. I, fell I was there. I remember that part of the conversation, but there wasn't a lot of detail. So I'm just asking for some more detail. I thought there was detail. They said they all said that it. Uh, uh, it's not normal. It's not normal for this weather. It's not normal. It, it hasn't been normal, and it's increasingly getting worse. And we should expect to have it be worse and furthermore we should start maybe thinking about building our infrastructure in different ways to account for it because it has gotten worse so the the fact that they all said that like i sat in front of the tv that has not been the case you know when i was looking into this kind of stuff even 10 years back you couldn't find anybody in the mainstream who would ever agree to any of this kind of stuff no one would ever say something that crazy on tv well it's right? kind of hard to not say it when new york has now had its second you know, killer storm, second killer storm in two years, and yeah, 
that's just not normal that far up the coast. And, right? I, and I think the thing that hit me about it personally was that it's so obvious now that even the mainstream media who usually shies away from this stuff is now saying there's something wrong. And when I, and the other thing that freaks me out the most are the dead animals. The animals freak me out only because the first sign of some sort of environmental problem is the freaking animals reacting to it. And so it really bothers me that they're beaching themselves and dropping out of the sky and everything else. That freaks me out to no end. And I think as a harbinger of something, I don't know what. It could be pollution. It could be global warming. It could be, you know, a pole shift. I don't know. But every time there's an earthquake or a volcano or whatever, the animals head to dodge. And when they start dropping out of the sky, it tells me there's some reason for it. So, yeah, those things bother me. And no, I don't think anything's going to happen on the 21st, but... It could be a window. It, the, you know, the Mayans said that the 21st was the beginning of a new age, and it was an age of the return of their gods. And so maybe that date, that time period, signifies an era that something will happen, and it doesn't necessarily mean it'll happen on that day. I, I really don't know. Although, did but, you know that they accurately predicted the date that Anglo-Saxons would come and introduce themselves to their culture? I did not. They did? Um, but they did. Accurately predicted it to the day. Then why were they surprised when it happened? And they weren't, though, were they? They weren't. Why weren't they prepared for it? How do you prepare for that? Get your guns ready. Right. Mayans. Hello. Get your spears ready. Get your <laughs> get your baby car- carcass projectiles ready. There you go. That's what you need. Because they petrify after you leave them out long enough. Mm. It's a well-known fact. That's true. All right, so basically we have Mike says no, Michelle says maybe, Bill says no, no and I say maybe. Is that pretty much what we got? We're yes. skewed towards the no. But no one is a hard yes. No. Yeah. Okay. That would be silly. Yeah. That would be silly. Yeah, but there are, you know, there are people that do believe it, though. There are people yep. that definitely believe it. Mean, we're very down to earth and, here. And those people are... <laughs> <laughs> we're very mainstream. <laughs> All right, well, at least we haven't completely lost our marbles. Tavercast listeners, if uh, you want to comment on this, please do. In fact, give us a call at 734-218-7075. 418-7075, but points for effort. Good God. 734-418-7075. Thank you, Michelle. The new number. (laughs) And call us and uh, tell us what you think uh, is happening or could happen or won't happen. And let us know, and we will and play it on the show. We'll do a we'll do a follow up show in January about now that the aliens did show up. What how we're uh, you know how we're dealing with that, and what we had in our pantries for the emergency. <laughs> and, and here's and here's a sample of that show already recorded. Bill, get ready. Meepzorp, what planet have you come from, and what is your favorite level in World of Warcraft? Meepsorp, which of the tavern casters is your favorite? <laughs> Truly the end of the world. 
actually, what I would love to hear is what you are planning to do for twenty for the twenty uh, first of December, twenty twelve. Are you having a party? Are you stocking up on all Can kinds I come of over really awesome... and have a bottle of wine? Right? Are you gonna Are you gonna drink a bottle of wine like your good friend Michelle? What are we you gonna appearances. do? Give us a call and let us know on our Skype line. Remember, Skype name is Taverncast, or as uh, Bryce said it before, seven three four four one eight seven zero seven five. Let us know. <laughs> end by the by 2013 because i can't wait till 2015 when we can all bring out our lightsabers and totally geek out and go star wars crazy it, it is cool yeah it's the greatest it's the greatest thing to happen to the star wars property since i don't since it came out is lucas disassociating himself from it that's been high strangeness 2 and another highly informative and content rich tavern cast yes all right if you like the show please review us on itunes like us on facebook or follow us on twitter as usual, your reviews and activity helps to increase the show's ratings. Listeners making it possible for us to keep doing this show. So we'll be back in one month with TC46. So get in another round before last call and remember to tip the barkeep. Good night, everybody. Or is it goodbye? Says <laughs> Good night, everybody. Taverncast is performed in a closed recording studio by trained professionals. Do not attempt this show at home. Taverncast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have fun and drink responsibly. Taverncast is a Snapdragon production. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com. Mom, can you sync up? Three, two, one. La, 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 I think that's how you sync up nowadays. When I, in my day, when we used to sync up, we would just call it going steady. <laughs> Is that a euphemism, Mom? <laughs>
Well, That's nice. I'm not sure what a euphemism is, but in my day, we used to make coffee out of a pot. It was served hot. <laughs> <laughs> you would make coffee grounds out of beans. We would grind them up and put them in some, some old pajamas and put some hot water through them. And you always used brandy too, Mom, didn't you? Well, yes. In my day, well, <laughs> we used to make brandy out of peaches. It was delicious. Peaches? Peaches the dog. That's right. Peaches the dog. How did you know? <laughs> we had a nice Vietnamese couple that lived next door. <laughs> that was the end of peaches. <laughs> Mom, didn't you think that Vietnamese was the language of love? Well, in my day, the Vietnamese people didn't even exist. It, <laughs> we created them in 1947, after the Great War. <laughs> poof! Vietnamese people. Well, in my day, it wasn't poof. It was more of a spiff. We said spiff, and then the Vietnamese people spliff? existed, and... Ate it all our dogs. That's right. <laughs> Do you know what's impressive? Is that as this goes on, I actually am starting to believe I'm speaking to an old woman. <laughs> in my day, well, in, <laughs> in my day, we didn't even have old people. People would just die at the age of 47. It was, it was that it was same year that we made the Vietnamese people, actually. Coincidence? I think I not. I think not. <laughs> I think the Mayans called for that. In my day, the Mayans didn't make telephone calls, Mike Nolan. <laughs> Jeez, Michael. Don't sass the old I lady. like how we could just, like, have Bill do a character, and then we have, like, an, he just goes. He just does the entire show. In my day, I knew a man named Bill. He was tall and dark and handsome. <laughs> and then I had Bryce. Wait, whoa, hold on. Am I your, am I your son? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. this is, this is your mother we're speaking. Bryce Irwin, this is your life. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, wait, Bill slept with your mom? <laughs> wow. What's up with that? In my day, we didn't call it sleeping with somebody, we called it getting it on. <laughs> it would have been better if you just would. Well. <laughs> in my day, we didn't co we didn't comment on people's comedy or second guess it and say it would have been better if you had said this instead of that. Oh. All right, oh my God, you guys been looking at the comments from the rap battle? Oh. Yes, I think it's a bunch of bullshit that they think. Wait, I didn't see that. Oh, I haven't seen the more oh, recent. I am never ever like I listened to that episode and I just cringed for about ninety percent. I know, of me it. too. I was like, damn, I should have got final edit on that. <laughs> <laughs> it edited all of me out of that one. That was... Oof. Oof. And it, in fact, my wife, Nicole, liked it on Facebook. And there, there are a few friends of mine from law school I heard from now that I haven't heard from in years. They said, wait, what? Tavern cast? And I went, yeah, that guy sounds just like me. It's weird. <laughs> We're reading the Twitter comments for it. Oh, I don't have Twitter. Yeah. 
I gotta figure oh. that out. Well, you're, hey, it's a good thing you're the social media director of Taverncast, isn't right. it? Let me get uh, Remember, you were supposed to do this about Twitter a month ago. Is so Remember, I sent you. I sent you an email that had expressed. See, this is why I know you never read shit that I sent you. <laughs> I read a lot. This is why. This is why for our 2012 show, I had to send you links about from the Jesse Ventura show because it's the shortest thing I could send you with information that you would actually watch. Well, look, I mean. And now, you know what I'm going to get for yeah. doing that? This is what yes. I'm going to get. Oh, I saw that Jesse Ventura <laughs> thing. It's a bunch of crap. There's no truth to any of this. I watched well, a minute and a half of that. I know all I need to know. Jesse Ventura is absolutely I'm right. I'm a lawyer. I listen. I'm a lawyer. I take all of Yes. Let Mike Monin come in here and do Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, wait till we get in that ring, and then you'll see who the real man is. Oh, Oh, that's <laughs> it's like I'm talking to the real Randy Macho Man Savage. You gotta watch out for the Iron Sheik, okay? <laughs> the Iron Sheik. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I did Patchy Chief gets his hands on you, oh, yeah. Patchy Chief, that's, that's like, super, the, like the growing super friend. superhero dude. He's a wrestler, oh, oh yeah. Chief. Step into a Slim Jim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, a Patchy Chief. <laughs> Um, okay, and I want to know if I have to say anything else. Um, oh, we changed the number. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill, if you want to push your Facebook and Twitter shit, even though you don't have a Twitter account or have access to Facebook. Um, <laughs> How are you the social media guy? <laughs> Welcome back to the bar. Grab a beer and pull up a seat. This is Taverncast. I'm Arnold Forshalski. Hey, and this is Francine. Francine, what's your last name, honey? Forshalski. That's my last name, dear. Oh, no. Are we married? No, we, no, no. I don't remember Mary. Are you my sister's second removed from cousins? Oh, yeah. And here's Macho yeah. Man Randy Friend Savage. I used to be your brother, but now I'm your sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all clipped out. <laughs> all right. Oh. <sighs> all right, let's something there. Good Lord. <laughs> wow. Are you alone? Yeah, whoa. Okay, does anybody have to go in like a half an hour that we're going to surprise us? I could probably us? go because... in probably about 15 minutes. I've been drinking for a while. Oh, and when he said go, <laughs> she said go. Booyah! <laughs> so you don't have to read it. Just look at what it says and say what it means. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to season <laughs> <laughs> Bob Ross is a friend of the show. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> He's dead. Way to break it to me, dickbag. Anyway. Did you get some ho-hos or something to kind of wash it down with? Or? Some hoes? Some ho-hos. <laughs> ho-hos. <laughs> oh, oh, this needs more weird. wine. In my day. All right. Season got, five. Uh, this uh, is Ah, we gotta go, dude. It was show. the fifth Stop season. It. it was after Swinter. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are worried about this show not being entertaining? The outtakes are gonna be We probably have like show. 15 hours of outtakes already. <laughs> Theme of the end of the world, if you had to choose one final thing, what would it be? <laughs> I don't know. What is with the nose blowing? It's fantastic. Sick. It's um, it's not it's not recording. I'm muting. I'm muting every time. I know, but we can uh, hear it, and it's. it's like, I know, yeah, but then we yeah. talk about it, so they'll just be like, yeah, nothing, and then like, what was that? Yeah, maybe you should just stop muting it. Don't mute it anymore because a, we can hear it. And b, you're ruining the funny. I'm sorry.
sorry. Oh, it got worse after the first oh, half of the bottle of wine. I muted all that. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Mike just gargled with Colt 45. <laughs> well, that'll kill anything. Does it make it better? It's not bad. Oh man, we are going through one segment every 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, stop, all right, all right, stop, right. stop, stop. We can get through this if you stop it. If, right. if you start off with my Goodbye, mother, again, Dave. you have you have no interest in getting out of here until like fucking one in the morning. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Oh, I gotta go in 10 minutes. F- that shit. you're all here. I think Judy Irwin is my new favorite character. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, clearly we all have different ideas of what to drink at the end of the no, world. No, but mine but, is right. But really, no, mine we're all is right. right, and we'll all be right in heaven. Wow. <laughs> wow, Mike Monin, ladies and gentlemen, that was... Uh, wow. That was just artwork. It was pure artwork, was. Mike. That's <laughs> I'm drinking. Yeah, you want to know why nobody listens to us anymore? It isn't because we don't put shows out. It's because of me. Hear it over here. Come on, Bryce. <laughs> Lead us in, bud. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, Cold 45, smooth. Smooth. 65% of the time it works every time. In my day, Leonard yeah. Nimoy was a lover of mine. We, I used to call him my little Spocky. That's nice. <laughs> and edit. <laughs> Crop circles, <laughs> UFOs, <laughs> cattle mutilations, <laughs> numbers, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> stupid. Do you want me just to start it? Do you want me just to start talking about the Mayans? <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. I want to hear you just start it. talking what? about Mayans. Go. <laughs> so, the world's supposed to end on the 21st of December of this year, right? So... Where does it come from? Right, right, right. right. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> they were around from six to nine thousand AD. Is that right? Yes. AD. No. No. AD. They were. They were. They were. cast authoritative. No, stop. They were. They. Bottom line, the bottom line is you guys cannot take this subject seriously enough to it's do it. Very no, well, I can't no, take I, I took notes. I've got two pages of notes here. <laughs> I have two pages of notes. All right, notes. Michelle should be leading this whole discussion. Yes. But listen, Clearly. listen. So the Mayans thought there were five cycles of life, and the first time they were the 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 gods created the world and the animals. <laughs> Oh, we've been found out. I think we're in trouble. <laughs> it, I think it's a logical question. I don't know if it's true. It makes me wonder if it is. See what I'm saying? Yes, and I would give it lots of credence. <laughs> She, she has a right to her opinion. A right to my opinion. <laughs> I would give it lots of credence, particularly when it's based on documents and facts. 
The consequences speak for themselves. <laughs> I find coincidences. Oh, where did I put that blasted wine? I love oh, you. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Way to piss her off, Bill. <laughs> a whole bottle of wine? A whole bottle of wine. You A whole bottle? A whole bottle. You drink a whole bottle of wine, you better drink a whole liter of water. You're going to have a headache the size of the Egyptian pyramids. Oh! oh. Nice. Oh, see, what I, see what I did there? See what I did there? Oh. Wow. Um, so, no, somebody, I, somebody I don't do think me a favor. Just, oh, yeah, go ahead. And when you're done with saying whatever you're saying, throw it to me so that I can answer the question and we can get out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so, Bryce, what else do you have to say about this? <laughs> <laughs> got nothing. I got oh, big Bill, throw nothing. it to me, will you please? You guys know how many good outtakes we're gonna have? <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's how it's done. I'll try it one more time.